With UPS, future you gets seriously pumped. As a package handler, you'll have a great job this season. Make up to $20 per hour after bonuses for a 25-hour work week. Future you goes further than you imagine. Find out what you'll become at upsjobs.com. The views or opinions expressed on this show are those of the producers and or persons appearing on this show. They do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Union Broadcasting or ESPN Louisville. Wake up, 502 is going down. Derby City Game Day, main event sports here, 93.9 DeVille. It is going down. Joining you as always with the architect, Haven Harrington. What's going on, my man? What's up, my brother? And the the, the DJ, the the uh, five, the five uh, I don't know, I was going to say the five second assassin. I, 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 he needs a new name. He's got, he does so I, many I things. I got too many already. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> he needs a new, he's, he's like Apollo Creed. He needs about a thousand names. Mr. William Wright's in the building. Yes, sir. And, and yes, then jo- joining us as well, the uh, Imperial Real Rail just sliding in the building man. as well. Uh, coming to you this morning, man. Fellas, you know, I, I, I we're gonna get right to it because what womp, right to the XFL, womp, the greatest of was absolutely XFL last not. Weekend. No one cares about the XFL except for actually. You. It was, uh, actually, the Ravens were pretty I good. I mean, that's 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 fine. I but guess what? It's 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 March Madness, man. What are you talking about? It's not March. It's, it's February. It's, it's, it's March Madness. This, this no, is the, it's February. This is, sadness. This is the road. This is the, <laughs> this is the road to the final four. This is Louisville, not Kentucky, March man. Madness, it's in, February. In nobody's talking about the XFL. No one cares in the five hundred two. In this city. In this city, no one cares. You know what everybody wants to talk about? Georgia Tech. That's what everybody wants to no, talk about. No, that's what people don't want to talk, talk about. about. <laughs> oh, hey, 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 let, let, let me tell you something. It is an amazing thing in this city that Louisville can go out there, go in, into Cameron Indoor, beat Duke. You don't get any conversation. But let Louisville lose a game. It doesn't matter to who. You're going to have calls and responses and reactions out the woodwork. So I'm just going to put it out there right now. 502-8150-939 is the call-in number. 502-3831-939 is the text line. Um, well, Rocky, you, you are a resident hater. What do you got to say? Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> He's the homer. And, 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 right. and you know what? I, I came out, and, and I have continued over the last month or so, to talk and bring up the point, DJ must start. That DJ must start. The slow DJ must start. At some, the slow starts at some point was going to catch up with you. You cannot continue to get down eight, 10, 12, 15 points at the beginning of games, and then just lean on your talent to at some point bring you back. And it finally bit Louisville in the butt. On Wednesday night, they went down there to Atlanta to Georgia Tech. Uh, once again, got down twelve two to start the game to a very feisty Georgia Tech team, a Georgia Tech team that had a shot in the air to take the lead with less than a minute left in Louisville. So you know this team uh, you know, can play. And it finally bit them in the butt. Louisville was not able to come back. They got close, but they weren't able to make the full comeback. They end up losing. And I hope at this point, it seems like, uh, you know, just from reactions on Twitter and some of the conversations that finally people are trying to, uh, understand, you know, they always say that, that the Louisville fans are the most knowledgeable basketball fans anywhere. But, you know, uh, on this whole subject, it seems like I have to challenge that because anybody Why? because anybody who thinks you can continue to start that badly and it doesn't matter, people, I don't care who starts, all I care about is who finishes. That's bull crap. Are you throwing shots for my Texas from last week? I yeah. mean, I'm throwing shots at whoever, you know, it's, it's just ridiculous. Anybody who really knows basketball, quote unquote, knows that you can't continue to start badly. The beginning of the game is just as important as the end of the game, okay? So, you know, David Johnson, 
was the best player, once again, on the court, Jordan Wara. Uh, they still haven't found him. The Amber Alert is still going live. If anybody can tell me where Jordan Wara is, you know, if that's we can man, find That's him, your man. That's though. your man. Yeah, that's your I mean, man. You, you hey. was the guy in the preseason. Said he's the Jordan, best player like, in the country. Hey, yeah, well, that's what you Jordan said. has all the talent in the world. But the problem with Jordan is he can't you use cannot it on the court. allow a five foot eleven guard to completely make you irrelevant. Two points. That sounds like me and you on the court, right? (laughs) (laughs) For real. It it is, you cannot allow that to happen. Um, And and just, what did you guys think about the game in general? Um, Am I crazy? What what needs to happen from here? Well, go ahead, go ahead. ahead. Well, I didn't think much about it. I only watched about 15 minutes of it because then it was time for my 10 o'clock news to come on. And as you all know, Oh, I set my favorite well, chair. Like I don't. I don't man. miss my WDRB news. Oh, <laughs> you also watch Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> nah, yeah. so it was a because ra- it wasn't nothing worth watching. I'm like, I'm not about to miss the news for this. Uh, it was not. I mean, Louisville kept trying to pull back. They would get within two points. You know, they, that's as close as they got while I was watching. It was within two, maybe one point. Um, and then uh, Georgia Tech would just jump back out on them. You know, and. Uh, when it, when they announced the stats of uh, how the, the starting lineup was doing, I couldn't believe it. Like Jordan Orr had two points, literally they, finished the game with two points. The David, starters did like nothing. David and, uh, Johnson almost outscored the starters by himself. They out they <laughs> combined the entire starting five combined for eighteen points on 18 the points? game. Nah, what are you doing? What are you doing? What what was that three point stats? What what they're like what? three from like. Yeah, like three, like three, twenty, something like that. Yeah, three yeah, twenty-four. So, um, just so, horrible. So, I, I was about to recrown him Chris Mack, but he is still Rick Mack in my book <laughs> because when you when they're shooting threes that bad, listen, timeout. You blow that whistle, timeout. If I see another one, you shoot a three, you're walking home. Well, dead I mean, serious. No, no, no. Not hey, it ain't no shooting your way out of that when you're shooting that bad. <laughs> y- Stop y- shooting them. Take more high percentage shots. Bottom line. Haven Harrington, you'll appreciate this, and then I want you to expound on it because we've seen this before, okay? And it may just be Georgia Tech because sometimes you have a team that just has your number. That just, like Kentucky. That they know how to play you. They, they, there's something like Virginia, about, but they overcame that this year. Uh, well, I mean, last year Louisville played Virginia very well. They just didn't have the horses, um, you know, in Chris Mack's first year. He, he understands how to attack um, that pack line about as good as anybody out there, um, of course, because his team runs it himself. Um, but – I think that what we saw out there, Georgia Tech did not do anything fancy. Okay, we do you remember? And I know you do because you're going to smile as soon as I say it. How Louisville when Louis, when Bob Huggins was at Cincinnati, ah, yes. <laughs> and, and Louisville would go in there, and them Cincinnati boys would just look at Louisville like these chumps coming in here. We're going to take your lunch money. We're going to eat your sandwich in front of you, and we're going to make you throw away the trash when I'm done. And take your girl afterwards. And take your girl. You know what I'm saying? Like that's literally how Cincinnati used to utilize uh, Louisville back in the day, and I got that feeling. Like Georgia Tech didn't do anything from a schematic standpoint. They didn't do any. They didn't have the better athletes. But you know what they had? Heart. You know, and that's to me, that's the thing about this Louisville team. It's like you have all the talent in the world. Everybody can see the talent. That I think that's what people's like just frustrations are with this team. You have so much talent, but they just refuse to show up. It's like some games, they just do not – literally, they just don't show up. It's like they forget how to play basketball. It's like they run around, they're like, what do we do now, boss? What do they do with this little round thing? It's like they just, they just forget. And it's just it's so frustrating because you know how good this team can be. You've seen flashes of it. Hey. You know, you play Duke, wire to wire. You saw flashes of greatness. You play a team that you should beat by at least 20 points. You should beat Georgia Tech by at least or maybe not 20 points. And it's like you just you just forget everything. Hey, let me tell you something. I'm, I'm going to give a shout-out to all my hoopers in the city of Louisville. And hey, every, every, thank you. Thank you. Everybody knows that depending on what park you go to, how the game's going to be. Okay, if you're out there at, you know. Seneca Park? Seneca, Seneca Park, Cherokee Park. You know you're gonna get a certain people type play of basketball game. at Cherokee Park. Yeah, yeah, they, no, they have they have they have a long court. Where is the basketball court <laughs> in Cherokee Park? <laughs> you know, just certain places in certain areas, 
you oh, oh, was that a hypothetical home. statement? Yes, do they really have a basketball they, court in Cherry Yes, Park? they do. They, they, they do. They, 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 do have, they, they do have a court. Is it? But you know, you, you know when you go there. But hoopers don't hoop at that court. You know, hoopers. Nobody's in the going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wine dot. But park, you go to Wine dot. You go to Wine dot. It's gonna be real. You go to Shawnee Park. Yes, sir. No blood, no foul. You gonna have to bring your your armor with you. And to me. Georgia Tech look like them Wyandotte Park ballers. You know, you going to the basket, brother, you going to get a, a, a ham sandwich, an elbow, a knee. Louisville play like a team that's like never played where they had like like street ball. Like, yes. Like this is a team that never played on a milk crate, you know, that's been hammered to like a telephone pole ever. They just got punked out. And, and, and I think for Chris Mack, if you want to know Louisville fans what Chris Mack wants in terms of attitude, in terms of physicality, what Chris Mack wants for his team, you look on that Georgia Tech sideline because the way Georgia Tech plays, that's what Chris Mack wants. And right now he has a lot of guys that are very talented. But I'm sorry, Jordan Wara looked very soft in that game. He looked like he did not want – to he be touched. He reverted back to Kentucky, Jordan Ward, the guy who just like, why am I here, Jordan? Like, you've lost your number one fan. You know, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like as soon as his, as soon as the shot stopped dropping, he was completely out the game. And like we've seen him like not score before. He didn't want to shoot. I know, but like we've seen him not score before. But then he does other things like he hustles on defense, and he's not a very right. good defensive player anyway. But at least tries. Right. You know, he gets rebounds. He tries to affect the game other ways. This time, he, he didn't even try to affect the game in any other way, which is why he sat the whole game, which he should have sat the whole game. Chris Mack pulled him within the first three minutes of the game and set him down because it started ugly and stayed ugly. Jordan was completely not engaged. I don't know if those guys got into his head. I don't know if they were talking about his mama. I don't know what happened. But he never got into the game. Um, and, and I don't know if it's just this matchup, but you know, teams like San Diego State and Baylor – um, are teams that I, I've watched a lot over the last week because ESPN, uh, you know, decided to finally put them on the TV. And while these teams don't have the skill level, the size, or the talent that Louisville has, one thing they have is toughness. Them boys play football out on the basketball court. And, and while I thought initially that, you know what, hey, I want to see Louisville play those guys, you know, they don't have the talent, they don't have the guys that Louisville has. Now, I'm starting to rethink that. Like now, but, I'm like I don't know. But they have the attitude, and that's what Louisville's missing. Like, Louisville doesn't have that that attitude yet. They haven't got that killer instinct. They're still looking for that killer, and they don't have it. Like like DJ had the killer instinct. Like like he was doing his thing. Yes. Okay. But like the rest of the team just kind of like was just there. Like well, Malik Williams was the only other guy that was ready. Like and, and came out there and brought the fight to him. Uh, but uh, other than that, I, I don't know. Pickens was slim. I mean, this team like really needs Jay Scrub. Well, fellas, the uh, text line is already lighting up. Uh, Malik really was the only player to bring it this game. Johnson really didn't shine until he, in until the end when he was hot. Not that good either. No, I, I completely disagree with that. It was a complete team failure. It's only one bad loss. They were due. Uh, you know what? And let's be honest, Lua has been dodging bad losses all year. And it finally got him. The bad losses finally got him. They've been dodging bad losses all year. Absolutely. And he finally got caught. Well, because you find, you cannot continue to start those so slowly. And, and the reason why I, I completely disagree with that texture is Lua had two points until David Johnson came into the game uh, with about 14 minutes left in the first half. Okay, it was 12-2 until David got in. Then Louisville actually began to score. Because the thing you understand about David is, like I said, first of all, he had 16 points. The whole rest of the starting unit had 18. Okay, only he and Malik Williams got into double figures in that game. Both had 16 apiece. Okay, but David didn't have fear. Okay, people talk about the fact that David Johnson got the ball knocked off his hip or, or got knocked out of bounds when he was attacking. At least he was attacking. Like that that's my thing. It's a mentality. It it is a it is a you know opportunity. I'm going to get this ball from here to there and you're not going to stop me. Now did he turn the ball over a bit much? Yes, but guess what? At least he was out there engaged. Because what, what I saw out there, especially at the end of the game, was David had the ball and David was attacking and everybody else was standing and looking. Watch it. But here, here, here's the thing it's like you could take those turnovers if you're trying to initiate the offense, if you're trying to get things going. Because remember, the, at the end of the game, Willow was trying to get that comeback with a minute to go. David Johnson was the guy who was driving. He was the only guy to drive and try to score. Yes. 
He Yes, he missed a couple of easy ones, but he was driving, trying to score. He got fouled. He kept loving the game. And as soon as he fouled out, it was over. Absolutely. Yeah. It was over. But now, now, and you know, it, it goes back to I remember when Coach Calipari first got to Louisville. Um, well, who, 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 when, who, who, when Coach, when Co- Coach <laughs> Calipari brought his first game against Louisville, uh, when they had um, uh, uh, Cousins and all those guys, and the head, he, the headlock game. Yes, <laughs> and we talked about the fact that Kentucky came into that game ready for a fight, and, and it looked like Louisville. Outside of Jordan Swapshire was the only dude that even wanted to engage in any sort of physical activity, and he ended up in a headlock. But at least he was willing to fight. Like, outside of Jordan, nobody else wanted to be there. Yeah. But – and I got some of that. Like, Louisville didn't want to fight. Like, Dwayne Sutton's always going to be tough. He's always going to be physical. I was okay with him. Nine points, ten rebounds. That's what he does. You know, that's what he does. But outside of that, everybody else – I mean, Darius Perry – is Just that, a ghost. You know, I, I don't know what happened to him. Fresh Kimball's falling down with the game on the line, driving to the basket, and just literally just falls down and gives the ball back, looking like Kristen Cunningham last year against Florida State. Um, it, it just – that worries me from the simple fact that if Louisville gets the wrong matchup and you have a team that's ready to pull their card, I don't know if they ha- – I don't know what they, if they can do anything with that. Well, no, I, <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if this is just Louisville just playing down to, that, to their competition. It could be just Georgia Tech. Because it could be. It could be. It could be because, as we know, as we talked about it last weekend, historically – or not historically, but since being in ACC, Virginia had been that team yeah. that had Louisville's card. But Louisville seems to have broken that curse. Um, We got another text coming in on the text line. Jordan, to me, is the laziest player on the team and always tries to draw fouls uh, to bail himself out of no offense and defense. What do you all think about that? Uh, I, I agree from the fact that I think that Jordan rests on what he does well. I don't think Jordan has gotten better as a player since he's gotten here. Now he He's gives the same. A, he gives a bit more effort on defense, and, and he gives a, a decent effort rebounding the ball. But in terms of his offensive game especially, I think that he's been a guy who's either a spot-up shooter, a catch-and-shooter, or a guy who's going to uh, shoot step-back jump shots. And that's who he's been for his three years at Louisville. He's not improved his game at all. His back-to-the-basket game is terrible. Louisville – Well, hold, hold. He has a back-to-the-basket game? No, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Is he doesn't even try. Louisville what do you mean? had a plan because they knew that Alvarado, the point guard for Georgia Tech, was was going to come into this game and be guarding him. So what they decided was, okay, we're going to put Jordan in a post up, give him the ball in the post, and allow him to work there. He uses his size against him. The first time he gets the ball on the post, he looks completely uh, you know, uncomfortable, catches the ball, throws some half-hearted, one-handed like throw that – you know, bounces off and, and goes out, okay? He doesn't get anything out of that possession, even though he's three feet in front of the basket. All you got to do is turn around, throw it off the backboard. You are out. like a foot taller yes. than the guy and, who's guarding you. And you're you. letting the 5'11 guy, like, bully you. All you paint. have to do is turn around, jump, and shoot. Shoot. Like, he can't block your shot. <laughs> I mean, Just he, turn around, jump, and shoot. Rock, Rock, see how I'm looking at him over here. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> like, you got your nerve. So, <laughs> the, the, so the second time he comes down, they get him on the post up again. And this time, he's standing there. They, they, they throw the lob pass over the top. He pushes off Alvarado and catches the ball. Blatant offensive foul. Like, there's no need for you to jump. Nobody's going to take the ball from you. You like you said, five eleven. <laughs> just stand You're there. Six, catch eight. the ball. What are you doing? And at that point, they scrapped it, and Jordan Ward completely checked out of the game. He, just he was jump. All got to do is just jump. It was, it was ridiculous. I actually don't have to jump. You're six eight. Just put your hands up. It was unbelievable. And, and you know what? I, and people will talk about the referees. They'll talk about the officials. That, it was the referees. That, you know, the referees were terrible in that game. But, but it doesn't matter. have anything to do with it. It was all mental. Absolutely. This game was all mental. You can't worry about what the officials do call, what they don't call. There were bad calls both ways. But at the end of the day, if you come out there and you just meet their physicality level, you meet their aggressiveness level, and you just give that effort, you, you win. win that game. You, you win. win. You win again by 15 points going away. And we still got some people coming in on the text line, which we'll get into uh, after oh this boy. this break. And we'll also let Reverend Rail, Reverend T.D. Jake's Rail, uh, <laughs> explain why he's uh, continuing to lose members out of his congregation. He, yeah. had, a, he had another uh, missed call last weekend yeah. on that Virginia game. Yeah, I, I, we we going to uh, 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 let him get to yeah. that after this break. Uh, <laughs> so you all feel free to join us after the break. You're on uh, 93.9 The Ville.
And welcome back in the main event sports show, Derby City Game Day, taking care of you till noon, the, the tip off of your day. Another great day of college basketball. XFL. Yeah. And, and then some people are going to watch the XFL. Haven yes, is so indeed. excited. He, I am. He, he was tweeting. He was, uh, uh, <laughs> we'll get into that during, during our uh Pro sports segment. I'm, I'm not going to just just allow you to have the floor for that right now. But you know what, XFL Vince McMahon 2.0. Yes, know. indeed. Hey, yes, indeed. Well, folks, I'm on. Uh, I was uh, uh, going through my Facebook. Uh, what is it called? Your timeline. Timeline yesterday. Oh man. And uh, yeah, I know. Right. Sound like my dad. Uh, I was saying on Facebook call. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, it, I saw this post. I went through Face Space through uh, from Chef John Rayleigh, a picture yes. of one of his pizzas. And everybody mm-hmm. just responded, responded like, oh, my gosh, that looks amazing. Uh, folks, if you have yet to get out to Chef's Cut Pizzeria, 9901 C. LaGrange Road, the pizza there is amazing. I responded, uh, I put a post on there saying the best pizza in the city. And I mean that literally. It is amazing pizza. The home of the Kentucky Hot Brown Pizza. Uh, my favorite is their barbecue chicken pizza. Their wings are amazing. They have jerk wings, barbecue wings, hot wings, amazing food. Uh, hit them up on on uh, Groupon if you want to give them a try on the cheap. I believe they have a twenty six dollar Groupon. It's good for a salad, a pizza, and uh, and uh, and, uh, and some wings you know, and I two got, drinks. I got a better idea. Rather than That's go nice. through Groupon, you can go out there and say, "I heard about this on Main Event Sports Derby City Game Day," and you get a fifteen percent discount off your total ticket. There you go. It gets no better than that. So, uh, folks, please check out our folks out at uh, Chef's Cut Pizzeria, ninety nine on one C Lagrange Road. And uh, tell them Main Event Sports, Derby City Game Day sent you. I like it. Now, yeah, you guys you know coughing what? and stuff. Anybody got the, the coronavirus around here? Coronavirus or something? Nah, <laughs> I, had, I, I, I literally have had, you, you listen, I've had the worst cold I've ever had. The only symptom I have had is a stuffy nose. Like literally to the point where I can't send any air through my nose at points. <laughs> nothing else. No cough, no sneeze, no no gargle, nothing. Right, so but I just want to make sure. You don't know, don't, don't get the... too long-winded over there. You might pass out. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> Walking around. <Yeah. laughs> well, no, we got uh, another. Yes. some Lysol something. Another, another interesting text came in on the text line. 502-3831-939. Yes, way. please. I, in reference to uh, Rocky's analogies about the different parks around the city, I'm that gnat at Iroquois Park. I'm five foot nothing and feel like I could guard, I could D up Jordan. <laughs> and I love the milk crate analogy. He said, but Dwayne got some milk crate in him. Oh, yes, absolutely. Like that, there's one dude that you know is always going to bring it, is, is Dwayne. And I think the freshman, truthfully, like, like really and truthfully, Dwayne Sutton is always going to bring it. Malik Williams has some fight in him, but he's a kid from, from Nap. He, yeah, he's got some fight I in agree. him. I agree. And, and truthfully, David Johnson and Samuel Williamson, the two freshmen, probably showed the most toughness early. But like here's when, the thing. When, when George Tech's throwing elbows, yeah, yeah. the freshmen weren't afraid of it. But Louisville brought it last weekend in the Virginia game, though, man. I, but I, I think it's a different type of challenge. But I mean, it's just like, why, why can't it be consistent? But I think, I think the reason being is that Virginia plays a very intelligent style of basketball. And, and the Zima it, drinking. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's more of Prius a, drive. It's a it's cerebral more. attack. Well, what they do of, is because they make Georgia you Tech, a bunch of scientists. Well, it, right? Yeah, <laughs> not on the basketball court. Uh, but you know, it, it's a different type of challenge. Like Virginia's going to bring toughness and effort, but the way they play, it's more about thinking the game. It's a lot like uh, playing against a Syracuse team. Syracuse will be, it will be very physical, but they're going to ch- cause a mental challenge. You're going to have to be tough enough mentally to make the right plays, and if you do that, you'll have success. Georgia Tech just basically said, we're going to play man-to-man. Okay, It's not going to be any type of fancy anything. We're going to go out there, and I'm going to take your lunch money, and I'm going to put my elbow into your back or into your side, and I'm going to just be physical with you. Basically, and that's I'm, literally all they did. Basically, I'm playing 90s basketball, what you got. Yeah, absolutely. It was like 90s, you. Uh, you know, 80, 89, 90 Pistons basketball, New York Knicks from 92, 93, 94. Like, that's basically what they did. There was no science to what happened on Wednesday. It was literally, are you man enough to take me? Are you blaming Coach Mack? And, and well, no, I, I blame the fact that some of our players, a lot of them, are kind of soft, and, and that's okay. They're talented players, but they allow physicality and they allow elbows and pushing, and you know uh, those types of things to take them out of their game. Well, and, I tell you, who's not you soft? You got to get tougher. 
who's not so this rugby game that I'm watching on the screen behind <laughs> us, man, dude, I am bugging out of it. I've never watched rugby before. Really? You know, it's like Australian rules football. I swear, yeah. I think somebody's got like a shank down in that pile, <laughs> man. They just stabbing each other up or something, man. And, this is crazy. And you know what? Chris Mack wants his guys to play with that rugby mentality. Yes, he wants that toughness. So but, I know it upsets him to no end when he sees his team just get physically dominated like that because I know it drives him by insane. a smaller, inferior team. Yeah, but hey, I mean, like I said, they they brought it last. Saturday in that yeah. Virginia game, yeah. even though some people oh, said that they weren't going to be able to do it, Re- Reverend TD Rail, Reverend TD Rail, yeah. you got well, something well, to say to your Listen, here's what happened. Uh-huh. At this point in time, Louisville did what I thought they would do. They played their style of game, uh-huh. stopped Virginia from playing their style of game, yeah. which caused the win. Yeah. But then again, in the voice of Dennis Green, <laughs> they are who we thought they were because they turned around <laughs> and they played Georgia Tech. And what did they do? They went down. So that's fair. out there to my faithful congregation, trust me, come tournament time, if they don't turn it around, they're out in the first round. Mm. And you can take that like a Muhammad Ali quote. I like it. Down goes Frazier. <laughs> oh, man. Amen, amen, amen. Look, they shouting in the congregation. Amen. Hey, and you know what? I don't want to make too much about it. Uh, about it because, Go ahead. Go ahead. you Go know, Louisville had a 10-game win streak. Okay. This is only their second loss uh, in conference. Um, they're still in tie for first place in the ACC. Um, you know, so they, they're still in a very good spot, but now they've lost their margin for error yeah. because now that you lose that game, if you if you want to be the champions of the ACC, you're going to have to go out on the road and win at Florida State. Yeah, and we got another text in on the text line. That Tech game was a total trap game. Playing a perceived <laughs> lesser opponent after that emotional game with Virginia. I Hey, I can kind of feel that. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you do have the emotional high of finally getting over that. You lost nine in a row to, to Virginia. So you are very excited about that. And if you aren't ready for that physical assault that you're going to get coming in there, it can throw you off card. But how could you not be key? ready? You played them already. Well, but you know what? So, so you know exactly what you're going to get. <laughs> oh, they almost beat them the last time. You, you know exactly what's coming. You know exactly. This is, to me, this is not a trap game. You played them before. You know what you're going to get. You know how tough they are. You know how they play you tight. And you so know, if you to come into this game and just completely mentally check out within the first three minutes of the game, it's inexcusable. And, and you know what? I think it all comes back down to that very slow start, the fact that you're not starting David Johnson and that's what Louisville's going to have to change. Now, now, Haven, now let me ask you, what does Louisville need to do today? Because let me tell you something. Going down to Little John uh, Coliseum to play at Clemson. Hold on, you say Little John Coliseum? Yes. You mean the guy on the corner here on the uh, 4th Street <laughs> with the pawn shop sponsors Clemson? Yeah. He's, he's a traitor? Little John's a traitor? Yeah. I, I'll I, never get another gold watch from Little John ever again. Something's wrong. I know, right? Something's wrong with you. <laughs> but no, but seriously, like Duke already went <laughs> down there to Clemson and lost at Little John. Okay, that's so, really the name of that. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's Little John Coliseum. Yes, they already went down there and lost. Okay, Louisville's got to go down here today, and Clemson's another team that's going to be very physical. They're a little undersized, but they're going to be very aggressive. And coming off a game where they just saw a team that played very aggressive beat them in Georgia Tech, what's Louisville going to have to do against Clemson uh, to get that win? Easy, just just play some intensity. That's all you got to do. Are you starting David Johnson? I would. Like, like, who, who do you t- okay? So, who do you remove from the starting lineup based on what Perry. you saw? Yeah, I mean, without, without question, I mean, that's easy. What about Samuel? Did you start Sam Williamson as well? No, I, 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 I will not start Sam. So, so are you so you're gonna leave Fresh Kimball in, in the lineup? I'll, I'll leave Fresh in the lineup. I tell you what, like, after what I saw, I would start both freshmen. Like, I really and truthfully, they showed me the heart and they showed me that fearlessness that. I think Chris Mack wants, and I think that the freshmen, because of how they played, have earned that right to start. Like Jordan, like I, I would never say that you need to bench Jordan Warwick, but I think that Samuel Williamson, after his play um, on whoa, Wednesday whoa, night, whoa, 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 hey, pump the brakes. Yes, are you even insinuating that you not start your best player? Not at all. Not at all. You're and, not starting over. But but what I was gonna say was while he, he's on a quick leash. While I, I would say he A is on a quick leash, but B, you know what? One of the things that I don't think Chris Mack took enough advantage of early in the season we talked about it was the fact he didn't get his freshman out there ready to play. If hey. Jordan came out there dogging it, I'd put Josh Nickelberry in the game. 
and just it. Like sometimes the bench is your greatest motivator. If you lose to Clemson, you lose to Clemson. But you know what you're not gonna do is drag your ass on this court. Like to me, Jordan has got to wake up. Well, here's the thing. To me, like Jordan's cost himself money. Oh, absolutely. And and I hope he realizes he's cost himself money because NBA scouts are looking at you like you can't play defense. You're kind of a you can't dribble. You really you know you can't drive. So basically, like a six eight shooting guard. Like we can run some pick and pop for you, but you can't defend it pick and pop. And in the NBA, it's all pick and pop. So like. You're really hamstringing yourself as far as like what you want to be at the, at the next level. William, if, if you're motivating a guy like Jordan, like what do you say to him at this point? Like especially because it's so late in the season. It's what February fifteenth. Okay, you're late in the year. What do you have to say to your best player to wake him up? Because it seems like he has a tendency to just he's I don't know if he's into his into himself. I mean, I, you see him, they, they show him on camera, he's looking up at the at the clock, he doesn't really seem engaged. What do you say to your best player to get him out of this funk? Well, it, for me, it's not as much as what you say to him, but you have to figure out what's going on with him. In my opinion, I think it's some external factors with Jordan War, okay. more specifically the people in his circle. I think the people are starting to talk to him about this upcoming draft, and he's not even focusing on the late the, uh, the end of the season. If, if you want my opinion on it, people are starting to get him focused on leaving more so than finishing off this season the right way. That's where I think he's at. I like it. I think you find out where his passion is gone for this game. You get back to the fundamentals. Where is your passion? Where is your hunger? Where is your fight? Find your fight because somewhere along the line you lost it. He never had it. I'm just well, saying. he needs to find it because right now he thinks he's a celebrity, <clears throat> and you are not Chris Rock. You are Tony Rock out there on the court. You <laughs> I need mean, to and that's find the point it. that I'm getting at, man. Some, I think there's people around him that are, that are starting to build him up. You got people like yourself, Rocky, who <laughs> talking about he's the best player in the country going into this season. That kind of stuff can have a negative effect on a player in terms of their psyche, in terms of their, like he said, their but, effort going along because they start to get that God complex. So you satisfied. He's oversatisfied. He's not doing as good as he's not as good as he thinks he is. In Rock's defense, he came out looking like the best player in the nation. He came out. I mean, he's a preseason first team All American. Looking like the best player in the nation, and after they lost that number one ranking, his passion, his fighting, his hunger for the game just went downhill, and he hasn't found it since. The one thing you don't want to do, and I will give Marcus Mabin, my, my man who does the uh, the uh, show, the, uh, the Midday's Mark's making uh, Mabin 10 to noon here on 93.9. I'm going to give him a shout-out because he said the one thing that you don't want to do is be labeled soft by NBA well, executives. And, and soft? Jordan. <laughs> that's a perfect segue into our next text on oh, the okay. text line. Okay. Why are you guys berating Jordan so bad? Stephen Enoch is as soft as Charmin, and he's in the enforcer position. You know what? I, and and people kind of talked about Steven in this game. I think the biggest issue with Steven and, and the reason why Malik um, was a lot better um, is that Steven, while That's he has move. he has all the athleticism in the world, but Steven moves very slowly. So when you're playing against active live bodies that are running and jumping, like Steven has to speed up his work. When he's playing fast, like really and truthfully against Virginia, he was playing with about as much effort level as I've seen him play with all year. He needs to keep that. Like you cannot go slowly. And everything that Steve, he looked like a 90-year-old man. Every time he got the ball, it was one dribble, two dribble, pump fake, turn, lay a block. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's one of those things where you have got to go and get into your moves very quickly. You have to understand who you're playing against. With Steven, he he has all the you know all the measurables you want. He has the size, he has the athleticism, great free throw shooter, can shoot the three. He can do a lot of things. But the thing he has to learn is that he has to bring his motor. And I don't know if it's just the fact. I don't know if he is. His energy level is kind of based around what other guys are doing. I think that that happens with Steven. If other guys are playing lazy and slow, I think Steven has a tendency to have lower energy. And, and he's a guy that gets motivated by others, and I think that's one of the issues we saw on Wednesday night is that there was not a vocal leader out there. Like Dwayne Sutton, 
I need him because he does bring energy and he does bring it all the time. He has to be more vocal. Somebody needs to be that Ellis Miles, like Ellis in that two on that 2005 team held everybody accountable. Anytime anybody was dogging it, making excuses, or playing uh, subpar, he would pretty much grab him and say, "Get your stuff together now." But he didn't say that nicely. Well, we and Louisville needs that. Well, we had somebody on the uh, text line who may not necessarily agree with you. Stephen had two rebounds against Virginia and one for 39 minutes of the game. And, and and well, the, I think he only played about half the game. But yes, and I I think one of the issues with that is just what we talk about activity level, especially against a Georgia Tech team that's going to have guys that are giving. Like you have to understand, Georgia Tech can't go to the playoffs. They can't even go to the ACC tournament. They're they're serving a suspension right now, so their only opportunity to have big time moments are in season. Okay, and you see Louisville coming in there with the number five ranking. These kids see this as an opportunity to make their year. Okay, this is the memory that they're trying to make right now. So they're going to come out there and play like they're starving. They're hungry. You are our opportunity to make something of this season. Okay, so you have to understand that, and you have to understand the type of fight you have to come in with, and I just don't think Louisville was ready for that. And it may have been the high of the Virginia win, but – now, once again, this you're is not, an old team. No. You're, you're a bunch of fifth-year seniors. Like I said, that's that's not an excuse. That's not an excuse. This was not a trap game. Yes, you had to hire from Virginia, but you know you're an old team. Like you said, you're an experienced team. You've been around the block. You know how this works. There's no excuse to have this type of drop-off. I can see a little drop-off, but this was like night and day. It's almost like they were a, a completely different team. And to me, it's all mental. This team, they just don't have that consistent fire, and they just don't bring – well, they all just don't bring together. You have a couple of guys here and there that bring it every game. DJ pretty much brings it every game. Yeah. Sutton pretty much brings it every game. Malik Williams pretty much brings every game, but everybody else is like really hit or miss. Hey, you know what? Everybody needs a leader. Everybody needs a hero. I don't, I don't think we're going to be leaving out with the uh, with the I need a hero music, but uh, <laughs> Louisville <laughs> needs to find a hero, a leader, somebody to step up, man. You are listening to Derby City Game Day. We're about to hit this next break here on 93.9 DeVille. If you want to be next to give us a call, uh, 502-8150-939 is the call in. Or please continue to text in your thoughts, uh, 3831-939. You are listen to Derby City Game Day main event we'll be back Welcome back into Derby City Game Day, last segment of the hour, taking you up to noon to tip off of the of uh, your basketball and sports day, your XFL. That's hey, right, all baby. of you guys that's that right, are just baby. waiting with bated breath. XFL, baby. Uh, <laughs> hey, it was it was entertaining. I will say that it was entertaining. It was. You know what? The rule changes. The NFL needs to Xerox the XFL rule book. They will never do it. They will never. They won't. Because to me, the best thing about XFL was instant replays. Where they actually played, I played, but you actually got to hear what the replay official was discussing. So they was like, well, it looks like he was out of bounds. Let me let me get a different angle for you. So it explained like why these guys like came up with the, you know, with their the calls on the instant replay calls. Complete transparency. It was awesome. And transparency. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to call the time. What transparency? Where did I get that from? Make, good life. Man, that's some Al Sharp to making up stuff right there. Hey, but you know what, though? But seriously, though, but, but complete transparency when it comes to, like, the instant replays. The kickoff rules kind of took me a little while to kind of get used to with everybody kind of lining up at the 30 and 35-yard line, and then you kick the ball. No, no, I would tell you I, I not only like that, I love that. That's a safety factor. They don't want people gaining so much speed running the full length of the field and teeing off on a guy. Is what the, when I the game that I tuned in on on Saturday. That's what I don't know if that's actually what was their reasoning behind it. But one of the commentators, that's exactly the reason behind okay, it. Okay, okay. So one of the commentators made that point that that is a at least one of the byproducts of it. If that wasn't the exact reason behind it, listen, NFL, don't let your pride get in the way of making good decisions. If you see something that's being done right that makes sense, hey, it makes sense. It might be something you all want to consider. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, and, and after you score a touchdown, you know, you get a choice of a one 
point conversion was from the two-yard line. He got a, a, a two-point conversion from the five or a three-point conversion from the uh, from the ten-yard line. I like that. Yes. I so, like it a lot. You know, so all of them are, are plays. They're not field goals. Yeah. So no. when do they kick field goals? The, the time I was watching, I never saw a field goal kick. What, yeah, what I mean, constitutes like, like kicking a kick field goal? field goals like if you can't get within, you know, like the oh, yards so first a, touchdown. Oh, so okay, gotcha. You can't kick field goals. So the extra point never is a field literally goal. like either one, two, or three points. You can get on an extra point, which to me adds a different level of complexity to the game and gives like so many more options. It like makes it more of a chess match. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing I like about what the XFL is doing this time around is that they are not – like last time Vince was kind of, you know, had that whole we're going to be different, we're going to be, uh, you know, this sexy kind of – Well, they, they try to know, make it too much well, They try to compete against the NFL, though. Yeah. Like, like, and, and this time I feel like, A, they got a lot more football people involved, but they, they're really using themselves as more – I don't want to say – a feeder system or a minor league, but more like an experimental league where the the NFL, if they can kind of find a way to become kind of that minor league um, a so, a affiliate or associate and kind of have that relationship with the NFL, I think they'll have a great opportunity to actually be you know a viable. Yeah, yeah, that was what the AAF was supposed to be the NFL feeder system until they uh, until their major backer decided, yeah, I'm done. Like, like midway through the season, he was like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, and I mean, the whole the, season canceled. Well, look. I ain't trying to spill the beans now, but I heard we got a little uh, football team around here that might be a feeder system for the NFL. Tell us more about it, Haven. Uh, you know, uh, I- I'm hearing mm. from what my little birdies are telling me, arena football may be back in the Derby but, City. Hey. You know what? Arena football could be coming back. Actually, they could be kicking off. As early as March 14th, literally a month from the like Louisville yesterday. Louisville Extreme is what I'm hearing they're calling this team. That's right, the Louisville Extreme kicking off at Freedom Hall March 14th. I've been seeing some stuff online. They've signed a few players. Rodney Nat, former Louisville Cardinal. You know, I I, I, okay. I rubbed elbows Jermaine with somebody, somebody who I've been told is one of the executives of the team. I'm just saying. <laughs> one of the team owners. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, can I get it? Can I get a spot in the press box? Is all I'm saying. Football back in the Ville. I mean, you know what? And that's one of the things where I think that the XFL had an opportunity. Like, if you see the the uh, the attendance and the excitement around the fans in St. Louis uh, with, with their uh, so is that are they? It was St. Louis. No, no, St. Louis this week, and that was the game that we wanted to go to. No, no, no. What I'm saying is the excitement around St. Louis. Oh, they yeah. they sold like fifteen thousand season ticket packs to the XFL team. Yes, yes. because wow. that's a city that does not have an NFL team. It's a former anymore. NFL you're season. right. You're but right. I think that my issue with the way the XFL did it, I think they they missed an opportunity. Because almost all their other team, actually all their other teams are in current NFL markets, and I think they missed an opportunity if they would have went to the quote unquote second city for some of these places and well, went to places that but, didn't have football the thing teams. Is like, that's I think what that they did the last huge. time. Last time went to Memphis, they went to Birmingham, and to those other cities. So, like I, I think so. That, this, so this year, I think they went to more traditional NFL cities, had a yes. traditional football fan base to build from there. And if you watch the games, another thing that they're doing is re- they're really, really smart. They're really not going for the big arenas. You yes. notice that most of the games are in soccer stadiums. Yes. Much more manageable. And makes it, looks it, be- like, it looks a lot better. Yeah, it looks a lot better for TV. So, you know, this is, I mean, Vince McMahon, you know, hey, to Vince McMahon. But tr- truthfully, I mean, Two I, thumbs think, up. I think the XFL would have done great here in Louisville. Like, like the, the thing about Louisville is they are a sports town. And, and I think that, we, you know, having a team in L.A., having a team in New York, like – it's big media markets when you have to. You you you, I, you have to. Those are the two biggest. I media guess markets. because it's it's a TV thing. You know yeah. because we, we always talk about television contracts. If you're going to have ESPN, uh, you know, and ABC and the, those and guys Fox. on and Fox on board, you have to have those media markets. So I that, I mean I guess that does make sense. Um, but I, I do think that there's an opportunity for some expansion. Uh, you know, to some of these markets that are still big cities that maybe don't have NFL franchises. But I mean, but that's impressive to sell fifteen thousand season tickets. Uh, in St. Louis, that's that's big time. Oh, that's huge! You know, that, that's huge. But I mean, I, I'm excited for it. Um, you know, the, the XFL did bring us Skycam. Uh, their last generation. Skycam came from the XFL. That you know that that was an well, that, original thought for well, them. That, like interviewing players on the field, yes. having players mic'd up during the game, having coaches mic'd up. That was they, those were all XFL innovations. But you know what? They got to bring back the jerseys with the name. Yes, the that's the same thing I said. <laughs> you need the jersey where you can pick your name on the back. I mean, I, 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 I Rod Smart 
got another NFL go around all because he had he hate me on the back. Yes, indeed. I mean that that's the one thing that I would like to see them continue. You know, like everybody had the just tra- the traditional last names on the back, and that might have something to do with all the football people that are a part of it. But I thought that that was always one of the, the you know one of the favorite parts that everybody loved. That and see, I went to like one of the very first games they had on my birthday. I went to go see the Memphis Maniacs and obviously Memphis. And to me, one of the greatest things about going to see like a live XFL game, at least the first go around, was like all the players were mic'd, and they were mic'd through the stadium, so you can like hear them like what they were saying like through the on the stadium speakers, and a couple of fans like heckling the, one of the players, and then for him to turn around, I was like, look, you guys need to go back to whatever. Uh, oh, what would he say? He's like, you guys need to go back to whatever little shanty shack you guys came from to the little transistor <laughs> radios. Look at the scoreboard. Wow, I'm about to run it down your throat right now on this touchdown. Went in the game. And ran a, ran a kickoff back for a touchdown. Wow. And came back and gave him the football. I was like, told you. Wow. I like it. I like it a lot. Awesome. So let, let me ask you guys, of course, my favorite time in the NBA, All-Star Weekend. Yes, indeed. It's going down. All-Star Saturday night tonight on TNT starting at 8 o'clock. Um, you know, in the, Chicago. In Shy, in, 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 in the city that Mike built. You know what I'm saying? that They're going to be back in the Shy. Um, what? I mean, I know there's a lot of rule changes. They've changed some of the things that they added new stations for the three point cut shootout. I don't know why you have to mess with three. Like, the three point shootout's always been perfect, but, you know, they always feel like they have to add something new. So they added, like, two additional three point stations so you can, uh, you know, I don't know. Who cares? Add points. I, I just I don't know why you, like, five balls, five racks. That's been, you know. That's all you need. I mean, like, that's always been what you've ever needed. You know, I, I don't know. See, it makes it hard. See, that was going to make it hard to compare yourself to, like, right. the previous, you know, three-point champions. Like, well, are I you think, really I as think good that's as that's their right? intentions because they know they're not as good. I think that's what their goal is. They, they should they be bad. All they do is shoot threes in the NBA now. Yeah, but no. I just made a point the other yeah, day to no. somebody. You know, I said, you know, I, I, I never want to hear this comparison of, of Steph Curry anymore to the great three-point shooters because for every excellent shot that he makes, he also throws up a shot that hits the scoreboard or hits the mascot that's up on the second tier passing out T-shirts. So I don't want to hear it. <laughs> so harsh. And, and it's very interesting. Like, like I guess the one thing that I'm going to watch, for whatever reason, uh, Dwight, Howard Dwight Howard is, is back in the, dunk, in the contest. dunk contest. Like, Dwight Howard, in my personal opinion, I know this may not be pop. I don't think Dwight was that good when he was in the he dunk wasn't. contest the first no. time around. He put, on, of, he put on a cape. No, first of all, you're like seven foot nine, so you dunking is like not, nothing huge. The I Superman mean, dunk ain't even a dunk. He threw the ball into the rim. Yeah, like. anybody <laughs> can do that. It's like seven feet one. I could do that. If I was seven foot tall, I could do that. That's nothing. I want to say some some innovation. This just has an opportunity to go horribly wrong for Dwight. <laughs> the Miami Heat's Derrick Jones Jr. wins tonight's yes. dunk contest. That's a good pick. Derrick Jones Jr. is a monster. And you heard it from Rail, which means he's not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been, hey, Reverend Rail has been right just as much as he's been wrong, man. This dude is on it. No, that's so, a good pick. Hold on, hold on. So, so, real quick, what's your favorite dunk from a dunk contest all time? JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee, he got robbed by Blake Griffin dunking over, jumping over the daggone uh, Hyundai. And Hyundai just happened to sponsor the dunk contest. <laughs> yeah, they weren't going to let Blake. JaVel McGee up. ducked two balls off of two different rims that were set up side by side and did it on the first try. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't want to hear Dude, JaVel McGee's dunk. He got robbed because nobody likes JaVel McGee. Shaq had started picking with him so bad on the Shaq and the Fool. He was nobody's favorite to win. It was the illest dunk I had seen probably in the past 20 years. Oh, wow. What about you? Um, I, I mean – there's so many great dunks. Like Vince Carter had the most dominant dunk contest ever. Um, you know, so you can pick so many of his. Of course, Louisville's own Donovan Mitchell winning the dunk contest is going to automatically jump up to the top. Um, but you know, the Zach Levine versus Aaron Gordon dunk contest from four years ago was the most amazing dunk awesome. contest ever. It was and good. When Aaron Gordon goes, I, I don't even know which one is my favorite. Either the one where he goes, where, where the, the little mascot's spinning around and he grabs the ball with one hand with the Carl Malone style behind the head dunk was unbelievable with the one-handed 360, um, as well as the one where he jumps up and grabs the ball and goes underneath both legs. Yo, his feet. That was amazing. His feet were almost up as high as the rim when he did Unbelievable. That. Like, that like crazy. to me, that is probably the dunk that wows me the most just to see it. Um, aesthetically, just because it was 
Unbelievable. I didn't even know that you could do that. I mean, and Aaron Gordon's a tall guy. For him to have the dexterity to be able to do that. For me, it had to be Spud Webb. Oh, yeah. Maybe because I'm short. But how tall are you, Hayden? Five seven. (laughs) So I'm like an inch taller than Spud Webb. Arguably. But watching but watching Spud Webb. Like he had so much air underneath his legs, he did that three sixty dunk. It was just like crazy. It was like, God, he could jump. It's it's unbelievable. It was insane. He was like a flying squirrel. Like it just it like just like a flying squirrel. <laughs> Yo, they need to go back to wearing the gold chains in the dunk contest. I mean, <laughs> yes. I'm saying, yes, the little thin herringbones. They got to go back to that. Man. I'm just saying. I mean, you know, the, the, of course, the the the, the that uh, what Jordan Dominique. Right, uh, you know that that dunk contest. They went back to back years uh, battling for the dunk contest trophy. I mean, you got so many times, but I always love All Star Saturday Night. I mean, NBA All Star Game, All Star Weekend is the, of all the professional sports. It's the best. It's by far the greatest. Yes. It's not yeah. even close. No, I mean, we, it's we literally close. already have our room booked for next year in Indianapolis. I already have the room booked yes. for next year. Cannot uh, wait. We're, we're going. Uh, I heard the ticket prices can get kind of extreme. To Dude, the ex- extreme is not as extreme as like not. It's not the it's way. Understatement. It's understatement. It's like two thousand. Like if you want to go to the celebrity game, dunk contest, and the all star game, you're talking about about three four thousand a ticket. Nosebleed. You're talking about three four thousand a ticket. Oh man. Well, maybe we'll just hang out around. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, around a lot of people, arena. I, I have a friend of mine who goes every year to wherever, um, wherever the all star game. She goes every year, and she goes and just goes to the parties and just goes and just to be in the city because there's so many things going on around it. Yeah. Um, that you know, it's just fun just to be there. Well, we're gonna have the kids with us, so they already excited about. it. I thought we were going to the game. <laughs> uh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> you can go to the game, but you know, was she playing a raffle when he kids off? Turn in that four hundred one k, brother. <laughs> right, right, yeah. It's gonna be up at uh, uh, Bankers Life. I keep wanting to call it Canseco Fieldhouse. Canseco, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bankers, Bankers Life, Life Fieldhouse. We're we'll, gonna we'll see Bill on the on, on the Ninth Street ramp. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, you know, so, but, but we're, I, we're gonna see Billy with a little sign out front at a Ninth Street exit, like. Please donate to my trip. Right. <laughs> and, and big shout out to uh, Donovan Mitchell getting his first All-Star Game appearance, uh, being nominated for that. Uh, Spider Mitchell did make it. Uh, and enough crying was done to where now uh, Devin Booker, Kentucky, former Kentucky Wildcat Devin Booker, was added as an alternate uh, for injury. Uh, so he's now in the All Star game. A lot of people were crying about Devin Booker because he had he was having such a good year and didn't make it on the initial roster. So congratulations, and of course UK's Bam Adebayo, who is a guy who doesn't get a lot a pub, but is balling for the Miami Heat. He got selected for his first All Star game. Uh, so a big big shout out to him, and of course Rudy Gobert, the three time uh, Defensive Player of the Year, finally making it. Uh, you know, for finally making it as well. So you know what. Yes, folks. And it has been a dummy free week, folks. I know you all wanted some big dummy this week, hey, but I, I'll give you big a big dummy. All the ACC it's officials. It's been a fairly dummy free all, week. All, all I mean, you know. In basketball and football for that matter. Hey, y'all couldn't give me nothing. We all, we all put that Duke, North together. Carolina game was horrible. We man. couldn't come up with nothing. It's been a dummy free week. Carolina we got let him had out. You got Rob Carolina. TV Teddy, I'm looking at you. Teddy Valentine sucks. <laughs> Later, guess what, baby. Guess, guess what, fellas? <laughs> guess what? What's up? Without any struggle, there is no progress. Peace. The views or opinions expressed on this show are those of the producers and or persons appearing on this show. They do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Union Broadcasting or ESPN Louisville. You've got ants inside the house, mosquitoes outside the house, moles burrowing in your lawn, and termites eating your house from inside out. You're completely surrounded! Luckily, OPC Pest Services has a Four Seasons program that can help. OPC has been providing quality pest services since 1972. Protect your home and property and call OPC Pest Services for a free estimate at 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com. Again, that's 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com.